What's going on, y'all? James Hicks here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use. Right, been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers how to essentially really how to monetize and believe it or not I found the right platform that's getting the job done that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up that platform is anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use and now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. James Six here from Hicks New Media and Infotainment News. Uh, perspectives in focus at a late time tonight. Uh, un- unexpected show, but it's for the reason because I've got my special guest, someone who I've been trying to get on the show for a long time. And lo and behold, he called me while I was at the gym. I'm still in my gym clothes. But he called me and said, I'm ready to do a show tonight. Can we do it? So I dropped everything. I look a mess, but that's irregardless of the point. Uh, tonight, it's all about Mr. Kevin Cohn. Kevin, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, James. You know, only for you, right? <laughs> at the at the what is it? The eleventh hour, bottom of the ninth, uh, whatever other sports analogy I can come up with, right? We'll, we'll the best way to do it, James. <laughs> Do 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 a show at, at you know. Hopefully, we'll get some participation. Maybe we'll get some participation from folks uh, logging in and watching remotely. I, I'm seeing the numbers start to pick up on the various channels. But first and foremost, thank you, sir, for for taking some time to talk with me. I know we've been trying to get to get this going for a little while. Not a problem. Looking forward to it. So. I'm not going to put you on the spot, and <laughs> but I I do want to talk to 
you about you. So if you could give just at, at a the elevator pitch of who Kevin Cohen is, right? I I, I know you from the, from the professional side. We, we've talked personally as well, but give the folks that are tuning in kind of the elevator pitch of who is Kevin Cohen. Sure. No. Uh, yeah. So in the professional side, I'm an RVP of solutions um, here in the Bay Area. And uh, it's kind of an admirable place to be in technology because you get to engage great customers uh, and top cutting edge thinkers and uh, work with them on finding solutions to complex problems. And so professionally, I do that. And um, when I'm not working, I come home, I have five kids and um, all, all of them are into baseball. So when COVID isn't rampant, and even a little bit as it has been, um, I you'll find me out in my off time on the baseball field, usually behind home plate as an umpire. So that's uh, a little bit of my personal side. And um, but even now during COVID, it's been been crazy because uh, you know we got kids who want to play, and um, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but we do find some games uh, more of a uh, um, kind of probably the old days when uh, alcohol was outlawed and people would go to speakeasies to pick up some alcohol. And we, we do that, but we do with, uh, with baseball games. And so I, I rush to a field off the beaten path. We hope the police don't show up. We try to get as many innings in and then, uh, and then we leave. So that's kind of been uh, 2020 in a nutshell, hasn't it? So, if there's no police officers watching, I'm not going to give out any addresses uh, or, or anything, but the man is underground baseball umpire. I love that. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I love you so much, and I love you even more just for, for saying that. I had almost forgot that you were an umpire, and in the show notes, I'll actually put a link to that that awesome post that you did on Entertainment News about kind of the, the anatomy of, of an umpire. Uh but but talk to me a little bit again about let, let's start there. Let, let's start with what you do for fun and what you do from, from a family perspective. First and foremost, five kids. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> and ages. Give me give me give me kind of a, a range in ages, I guess. Sure. So my youngest is uh, she just turned seven. And um, and then I have four boys about, uh, older than her. I have a nine-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 16-year-old, and an 18-year-old. Actually, just turned 19, so quite the, quite the gamut. And one of those, I believe, has already gone to, to college, correct? That is correct. So, because I, I hear the others on the outside of your door right now just just, just wrecking <laughs> havoc, and I, I love that. That right, that, That's what it's all about. So, you're, 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 <laughs> so you're, your son's at BYU. You got, you got four at the house right now. How is that being, look, we, we love our families. I, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But we are in the house with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, all of my hair is falling out up here. I just now have a completely gray beard. How are you coping with everything since February up to this time? Just, just maintaining sanity amongst yourself and amongst your family. Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I'm a busy guy, even, even if I didn't have kids, I'm always finding something to do. I've, uh, when I was 17, I found this 1968 Mustang that I thought was the coolest car in the world. It was five different colors. Um, the alternator was held on with bailing wire. 
Um, it was in real bad shape. I could lift up the carpet and look at the ground and, and it was pretty, uh, pretty bad. Wow. Um, but I thought it was the best thing ever. Um, so I actually, I took that car, I, I drove the wheels off of it. I probably put three motors through that car, um, probably 600,000 miles and I still have it. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I've restored it completely, except it's not a restoration. It's, uh, it's a resto mod. Uh, it's probably the best way to look at it. And, um, and so I've, uh, I posted pictures of burnouts that I do on streets. (laughs) My Slack channels with my buddies. Um, then, you know, I got that and I, I like woodworking. So I, I've, I've built desks and, you know, beds and other things like that. And so what I'd like to do with my kids is send them into a, throw them into a project. Like, yeah. Hey, you're, you're all up in my business. Let's make it all our business and let's give you something to do with all this energy you got. So yeah. I have this little thing I love doing with my kids. It's called the scrap wood challenge where okay. um, I take all the scrap wood pieces for leftover from projects I have, and I give them one hour to build something creative and cool. And then I judge all of them and what they come up with at the end. And so they, they love that. It's a lot of fun. So things like that, we kind of keep busy. with. So. You're, you're like the home scout master, you know, for the, for the, for the cone, <laughs> the cone compound. So, so you've got all, all these tools at all at home in, in your garage and your shed or something like that. You, you've got everything that you need planers and saws and things like that. Yes. Yes. All right. I got it all. I wish I had a, a nicer area to work within, but you know, you have to break the tools out, set them all up, move things around and break it all down and put it yeah. on. So someday oh. I'll, I'll live in a place where I can just leave it all out and roll in there when I want. So. Well, Oh no, no, don't do that because you <laughs> look, if you look out the backyard right now, I, I know where you live, sir. You, you've got a <laughs> phenomenal view. Don't, don't <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing okay. And mm-hmm. um, so, so we, you may want just a little more elbow room or a little more leg room, but you're you're you've, you're uh, you're you're doing all right right now. You know, I would yeah, say no. you you are blessed. So yeah, um, I am, I am. You know, it's and that's something to remember, right? Because yeah, I've lived in places in this world where I've I've lived amongst the poorest of the poor, right? Yeah. And then you know, living here in Silicon Valley. You might not feel like it, but you are the richest of the rich. So yeah. it's uh, you know I've seen I've seen both sides. It's been pretty pretty crazy actually. Yeah, I mean uh, most of my extended family lives East Coast, not totally just in, uh, in Virginia, and whole different dynamic, right? In terms of lifestyles, right? My, my family grew up, you know, really, you know, from from a farm and from a country perspective and, you know, very, very easygoing people love them to death, you know, but but just a different growth, different mentality, right? And then you come to the big city or whatever, you come, you come out west looking for fame and fortune, you know, uh, I was I was fortunate. My father was in the military, so you know, for 26 years, we were going back and forth to different every different state, every different country, and all that. So I got the opportunity to see almost all parts of the world. And you know, every time I go back home to Virginia, again, it's just a, it's just a different reality, a different mindset. Not that it's better or, or worse. It's just it's just different, right? And I and I'm just have grown more accustomed to living five minutes away from my gym or 10 minutes from my Best Buy where everyone knows my name when I walk in like Norm from Cheers, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. I, I, those are the things that, that, that I like about being where we are. And just, you know, the fact that my parents are like, uh, 
two miles wow. away and my in-laws are five miles away. So just, just having that, that kind of synergy amongst uh, folks that are close to close to. So, wow, um, James, Norm from Cheers. That's a pull. I'm, I'm old, we'll pick that up. That's, that's pretty good. good I, I, I definitely, you know, dated myself. Not, not everyone. If, if you were born <laughs> in the nineties or eighties, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You have to be, <laughs> you have to be a sixties or seventies uh, child to even know some of these references that we use. That's right. <laughs> brother, look, seasoned. I don't say old, yeah. we're, we're just seasoned. We've been around the block. Uh, you can see it on our chins. <laughs> <laughs> the multiple chins, the multiple chins. Uh, so umpiring. So uh, let me, let me stay on the personal side a, a bit. So what, what does that do? I mean, in, in terms of, are, are you going out and umpiring baseball, softball, little league? I mean, what's the age demographic that you typically focus on when you, when you do that? Because that, that just seems so different from what you do on a, on a day-to-day Monday through Friday basis, right? I mean, it sounds like a great stress relief and just escape. So talk to me about who do you focus on when you're, when you're out there doing, doing that? That's a, yeah, it probably helps to give a little context to that too. So, um, you know, growing up, you know, I, I was in, you know, my father passed away when I was three. So my mother was trying to, you know, juggle four kids and deal with all that. And mm-hmm. so I never had the time. Uh, she never had the time, I should say, to give me the opportunity to play baseball. But we did. I played soccer a lot, but I've okay. always wanted to play baseball. So, um, you know, not it's not a poor me thing at all. It's just a reality that, hey, I, you know, if things were different. I probably would have would have loved to play baseball when I was a kid. So when I had kids, I thought this opportunity to kind of, you know, give them something that I didn't have a chance to do. So I, uh, I, when my kid turned uh, five, I brought him out to, to the baseball field, signed him up for little league. And, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. And, and they, I'm sure they sensed that this guy was completely green and willing to kind of volunteer. So we're going to put him right away to work before he gets smart and realizes that he doesn't have to necessarily do everything. Yeah. And the first thing they said was, we need an umpire and you're going to be the umpire and we'll, we'll train you. And I'm like, what? I have no idea what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> and so they did. They trained me. I showed up for these trainings. Um, pretty intense stuff. It was like eight hours a day for two days to start. And then there was, you know, every other month there's another training like that. And I was like, these guys are serious, man. They iron their shirts, they fold their hats and iron their hats away. And I'm like, come on. you guys are taking this a little too far. Don't you think? But uh, with all of that training, I realized that, you know, there's not enough umpires and my kids to give them a quality experience. I wanted to, you know, make sure to contribute in a way that, that, would make that a more quality experience and, and umpiring was the way to do it. So to say that I'm, I'm, you know, in love with umpiring probably is not a hundred percent true. <laughs> but Well, well uh, you, you're, you're on the field for the entire game though. So <laughs> not, not even like a coach, right? You're there offense or defense. The, house, the best seat in the house for Man. sure. You get to see everything on the field. Right. So um, at least you hope you get to see it. Right. Uh, well, you, hopefully you do there because <laughs> otherwise you're the one getting yelled at that by everybody, you know? Yes. Where, yes. where, where are your glasses at? Um, you know, what, what, <laughs> I, I've, I've cursed blue out a number of times in my days. So I'm, just... <laughs> I'm sure you have, James. I'm sure you have. Yeah. You know, now that was a, 
So when I was in school, I did political science and pre-law. So I was always interested in people and their behaviors and why they do certain things. And, and so I'm working this, this volunteer gig and I'm realizing, hey, all these people sitting behind this fence have a different and unique perspective about what's going on out here on the field. Yeah. And, and so it inspired me to say, look, nobody wants to volunteer for this because they, nobody likes getting yelled at, right? So <laughs> they're like, I'm afraid to get out there. So I, I realized, oh, crap, there's, there's a big problem here. Um, there's not enough umpires. These poor kids you know, need to have a good experience. And these parents are kind of crazy, right? So we got to figure out, how do, you, how do you fix this? How do you, how do you make all this kind of mesh in a way that we can get the volunteers, have the kids get a good experience, and you know, make, the, make it positive for everyone? So I started to think about it the way I do in uh, my professional job. I'm like, this is just a problem that I have to come up with a solution to. So I started thinking it through. Hey, what do I do? Um, how, how does this work? How do, can I put this together in a different way? And, uh, you know, I, I, I came into this one league where I'm living at now, and uh, there's the chief umpire who was – you know, doing himself, he was doing uh, over 120 games a year, which is an insane number wow. of games, right? Wow, yeah. And he was doing that because nobody would volunteer. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not <laughs> – I'm like, there's a better way. So, yeah, long story short, I put together a solution uh, to the problem. I posted it up on the on that in a blog form, and – um and I have people kind of replicating that now, which has been really exciting for me to uh, to do. Oh, there it is. Yes. Look at that. Sweet. Look at that. See, see the timing there. See, see how we play <laughs> off of each other. I, I'm, I'm just saying. It's almost like beautiful. I've done this before. Like a professional deal there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I put that together, and um, and I have been asked to come into various leagues all throughout the district and throughout the area here. They've uh, invited me to come in and speak to the board. Hey, how did you get your umpire program turned around? Why are you seeing uh, what you're seeing? And uh, how do we do what you've done? And so in answering all those questions, I thought, shoot, I should just write this down and just put it out there for whoever that finds any value from it whatsoever to, to go. And I figure if there's a lesson learned that we gain, might as well put it out so everybody can learn from that as well. And if they mm -hmm. want to, they can grab this and, and go. So that was the background. So I love it. I love it. And you've seen it kind of take off people taking advantage of the, the whole program that, that you've written uh, in, in your area. Has it has it grown outside of uh, your, your area in the, in the Bay Area? Do, do you know? It has. I've uh, you know, I was fielding questions from a guy in Australia believe wow. it or not. So okay. um, I, I, I'm like, I don't even, didn't even realize you guys played baseball in Australia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this cricket or what? No, <laughs> same sport. I think that is their main sport. So, yeah. probably, you know, and then I had a South Korean uh, guy call me. Okay. I know they play lots of baseball in South Korea. Um, and then on the East coast had a few. So it's been, it's been interesting. Um and again, you know, it's like it's. I'm sure there's other improvements people can make to that. What I put together, and I hope they do. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to seeing you at the Little League World Series one of these days when we we can all get back together to <laughs> large venues and groups and crowds and movies and sporting events. I'm I'm gonna look behind the plate there and I'm gonna say blue. And I was that I know that guy. <laughs> he, he can't see a strike if it hit him. Well, no, I won't. I won't say that. 
I won't, I won't say that. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's 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 pivot into Monday through Friday. Uh, technology man, you design solutions, you help people with their problems, people being customers and businesses. Uh, talk to us about, I keep going back to just 2020, just because everything has changed so much. So talk to, talk to me about how your day-to-day work life has changed in this particular year. Because look, before 2020, I was at your office every other week. You know, we were hanging out, we were talking, we were planning to take over the world, but now everything is kind of not stopped, but just shifted, right? So you, you're engaging and interacting with your customers slightly different. How, how, is, how has that changed you and how has that changed kind of the folks that work with you and or for you? Yeah. You know, this is... Um... Yeah, that's been the number one issue um, that I've been faced with and grappled with this entire year, which normally my job involves meeting with people in person. Mm. Um, You know, it's really challenging to solve a problem without being in a room with the people that you're going to war with. That's a good point. Um, These are people who are living the problem. There is intangibles involved with every problem that's out there that... um, technology itself just doesn't solve. In fact, I would has, say that a large portion of the solutions that, that we come up with involve the people and the process aspect of, it, of the environment. And technology kind of is an afterthought a little bit. Because, um, you know, you can make the tech do what you want, what you want and need yeah. it to do, especially today. Things are so right. malleable. Yeah. Um, but what I've found in my normal job is a lot of success. When you get in this room, you, you people are expecting you to throw up some slides on a whiteboard, uh, slides up on the projector and go through a slide deck. And I avidly reject that approach. And uh, I, I start with, Hey, what's going on here? Where are you guys challenged? What's your vision? What do you, what do you want to achieve and where are your goals and where are you going? Normally yeah. I do that homework before I get there. Yeah. show up in the room and I go right to the whiteboard and I start listing out, this is where you want to be. And then on the other side, this is where you are. And the gap in the middle is our opportunity area where we work and we say, okay, now how do we get this gap to close? And that's the solution I come up with. Right. Okay. That's a lot of, you know, hey, you got this guy in here who's very stubborn, but he's the leader of the group, so you have to win him over. Hey, you got the CIO over there who's pulling, you know, paying the bills, but he's lost as far as what we're talking about. Uh, you got the you got the guys who are just following the leader, and then you have mm-hmm. this other group who might not really well align because they hate that other group. They're also yeah. siloed, so you have to really work the room and bring everybody together through this ideation. Ex- exercise and, and experience that was magical and and seeing that grow into a solution that you can then provide them and say this is solving this is going to solve your problem in these three ways and by this date yeah. to now everything's online everything's on webex or zoom and um, you can't see anybody in person yeah the, the opportunity to get together and even identify the problem is a lot more challenging 
and then coming to a solution and getting all the people involved on board, well, that's, it's very daunting. So mm -hmm. that's the challenges I've laid out from where my job has changed this year. And that's, that's the answer to that first question I think you asked, which yeah. that's, uh, that's something that I think a lot of people are still grappling with. I think we're seeing a slight change in the industry as well. Whereas before you would find there's a salesman who goes out and because of his relationships convinces people to talk to him. And then there's this technical guy who kind of follows along in his coattails and then says, here, I'm going to tell you about all the bells and whistles of that thing. The sales guy has just told yeah, you about. Yeah. That life is either dead or dying in my mind. Um, yeah. I, I, I see it as technical people who understand the technology, but can also understand the people mm -hmm. are going to rule the day. I think that's where the industry is moving towards. I completely um, agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, technology guy with a sales guy approach, I think is going to be going to be going away in the next 10 years or so. So that's my, we'll see how, how right I am on that. Maybe I'm not, but I think that's where we're going in the industry. And so now you add in, everybody's working from home. So where do, where do you gain traction with these people and how do you penetrate that? And I think part of that answer is a lot of people try to do their homework before. So you have to start with the collateral first. You have to yeah. produce valuable collateral that people are interested in reading that identify where they're at and instill them with some confidence that you can possibly solve their problem. And so enough that mm -hmm. they'll take your call, they'll meet your zoom, <laughs> they'll get on your WebEx <laughs> and you can start there. Yeah. But that's, that's the challenge. I think, I think that's where you go with it though. So. And, and, and that's tough, right? Because look, I, we, we, we all now no longer have the commute. So everyone swears that you can be av available on teleconference from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. just because. And I, I swear it, it it's tough for me when I either need to or have to or even want to get my partners involved that I work with on a day-to-day -day basis say, man, I... I I don't want to waste your time. You know, I only call you when I only raise the, the bat signal when we have to, but uh, can you get on a Zoom call so we can talk about X, Y, and Z? No, I don't want to get on the call. Okay, well, what's the compelling story? What, what's in it for me? You know, what, what, what makes this relevant to what I'm doing, what you're doing with your customers or with your partners or with your constituents? And again, not being able to work the room anymore, not being able to be in, in there and what I always tell my wife, what I used to, what I do, the jazz hands, right? Not being able to do that and be in in the conference room, walking around and and giving the pitch. It's it's tough to do that on a video conference because half of the time I'm sitting here. Look, I haven't put a suit on in uh, a long time, brother. I I don't know if they fit anymore. Uh, I I don't know where my ties are. My my nice shoes are gone. I I I don't know. Right. I, I, I go to work with a with a baseball hat on and and Jim Shark uh, you know, hoodie. That's terrible. I, I, that, that That's the hard part for me. Right. Because I am one who likes to kind of dress for the occasion. Right. And if I'm going to be doing a presentation, it's it's harder to get into that feel. I, look, I go stand at that whiteboard every every, every day when I'm on a, on a call at, at work. But 
you're not in the same room with me. So it, it's hard to convey the same kind of message and make it compelling in, in my mind. So I, I'm having a challenge. I, that's why I kind of asked you what you're doing. I, I'm having a hard time this entire year of accepting this new normal. Right. Uh, I think I think we all are. I think um, I don't know that anybody's got it really worked out yet and made it effective. Um, I think we're kind of cru- on a little bit cruise control. In, yeah, in, yeah. in the industry yeah and um and we're just working existing relationships and um that's uh that's not going to be enough in the next you know year so yeah. you know yeah you know i don't again i don't want to keep calling my folks and you know and keep pu- pulling that uh you know that that lifeline or wh- whatever okay <laughs> I, I don't know how many uh, you know extra lives I have with, with some of my folks to, to, to be honest with you. And, and folks probably notice how we're deliberately trying not to say who we work for on the day, <laughs> how we're dancing around, uh, uh, who, who we were, but folks who watch this and especially folks who probably watch this on LinkedIn after it's been recording, they'll know, but, uh, <laughs> and, and they'll respect the, the, um, the candor that, that we talked about. Um, what what else you got going on, brother? I again, I I um, am just so 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 thrilled and honored to be able to have a conversation with you because you're 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 an interesting guy, just to be one who rebuilds automobiles and and like you say goes out and burns out and 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 posts those on a on a on a secret channel somewhere. I need to know where that channel is because I need to be following. <laughs> um, does woodworking with with the extended family out there behind the plate doing the umpire business and and then puts on the uh, the superman uh uniform and goes out there and solves all these technical problems for folks you're quite an eclectic young man there mr Cohn. well i don't know about young but uh we'll see how that rolls no actually you know these all do kind of merge together um the other thing i'm working on actually and uh to answer your question is um, when I was working on that Mustang, I was uh, trying to buy the suspension kit for it. And it was very expensive, 20, 22, 2400 bucks, something like that. Um, and, uh, and I was scouring the web for the best deal on this and, and who had it. Yeah. And I would get on the, on the web, I'd start looking for it and uh, spend three, four hours, some time looking for this thing. What's the best? Oh, that's not really the best deal yet. I think I've seen it lower. And then I come back to it the next day and spend some more hours on it. And then, and then, you know, who, who's done that, right? I think everybody's pretty much done that, right? I'm, I'm doing it right now on the, on the screen over here, to be honest with you. So yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, so I feel your pain. So I, I, I noticed something there. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. There's got to be an easier way to do this. And then I got busy. Life happened. And I missed a couple of days. And I went back to one of these sites. And lo and behold, they had a one-day only sale for a 1000 bucks <laughs> for that thing. And it's over. Did you miss it? Oh, and I missed it. And I'm like, no, this is, <laughs> this is not okay. So I thought... I solve technology problems for a living. There's got to be something I can do here. There's got to be a way. So I started thinking about this, and I'm like, you know, I bet if, and then I started going through these. So I got a guy uh, that I worked oh, with. Oh, there's there. always a guy. There's always a guy. Yeah. And I and I shared with him, I'm like, hey, Matt, I think this is a possible solution to this problem. What if you had 
an automated way to kind of point this point your environment at certain websites and it would scour them all the time and if it ever went on a one day only sale for something it would trigger you an alert and it would send you a text or an email or something like that and let you know hey this thing is on sale and i'm yeah. not going to miss that again right so i built that and so you that built was, it? i built it okay hold on so i'm just going to cut you off right now because i need that both of my kids <laughs> are shoe fiends and they follow all of they're they're buying all these fancy jordans and reebok and whatever all the nikes everything right so they're they're on there trying to catch the shoes as soon as they drop and it's i think it's the mafia i, I really do I, there, there's there's some underground aspect of this and if I, if we could find out when those shoes drop and when when the price is right and when it's the black friday cyber monday deal so are you going to market this or monetize it or cone yeah. enterprises? <laughs> you know, I think so. So here's what I, you know, there are tools out there that will do something similar, but they are, they have to be affiliated with one entity. Yeah. So for example, you're going to find companies out there who say, Oh, we'll alert you when we find the best price, but it's only on Amazon, only okay. for things yeah. at Amazon. And Amazon has this really interesting thing that if your website, if you're affiliated with them, they will not allow you to affiliate with anybody else. So it's an all or nothing thing. Mm. And so mm. to me, that limited what I was trying to do. I'm like, no, I want to have exposure to as broad of a base of vendors and companies as possible. And as broad as Amazon is, which it is broad, right? Yeah. I thought there are still, you know, you realize that if you're going to market your goods on Amazon, you have to pay close to 20% in fees and dues to them. So when you, when you sell that thing, that you're you're getting 15 to 20 percent of that uh, of that product is going straight to Amazon for their mm -hmm. deal, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, that's stiff, yeah. you know. That's that's pretty heavy. So I thought, well, that's just like the the the, uh, the mobile sites, right? So that's the whole app store thing with with Apple as well. So right. uh, yeah, yeah, no, good point. So I thought I'm going to take a different take on this. This is going to be Amazon meets, um, uh, you know, uh, Craigslist, right? <laughs> meets whatever, kind of all coming together. And I, a homegrown eBay here, with <laughs> you know, and, it's, and and even eBay. Like I, I use eBay as a source, so I have 130 million products in, that I have right now listed in my site, and. Um, and what, I, what I'm going to do and have been doing is anybody who wants to list their products in the site can do so freely. I don't charge them, right? Okay. And I'm just trying to get utility out of this product. So, And I think in this year when the small businesses and are having such a hard time in, during COVID, I feel like it's an area that is really could resonate well with people to, to know that, hey, you don't have to pay any money. You're gonna put up, put your products in here, and I will just redirect the people to your personal website where the product is listed, right? Um, but that way, everybody can get, okay. you know, a comprehensive view of all the products, um, you know, wide and far. It doesn't have to be in the U.S. only; it could be in the U.K. or wherever, right. and uh, and you can get a good price comparison. Yeah, so that's the take yeah. I've taken on it. Um, it's more of an open source market. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Technology. I got, I got a technology question I'm asked after this, but where is this hosted? 
It's called circleany.com. I mean, so what is it? Is it somewhere in a SaaS cloud or something? Or is it? I'm, I'm trying to find out if it's an Amazon because I, I want to ask if, it, if it's it part of not, AWS. <laughs> it is not an Amazon. I hosted myself uh, in Colorado. So. All right, hold on. Hold, let, me, let me look at that. So, what is the URL? Circleany.com. I'll take a look at that. Oh my goodness, here. Let me see here. We locate the best fancy logo and everything. You got some. Uh, you got some reviews. Are these real reviews, or did you make? Are these? Are these your? Are these your kids? Is that, is that what that is? is, is that, that's your seven-year-old leaving a. Okay. Yep. So it is. Uh, it has been a labor of love. Um, something that I've uh, enjoyed doing, and um, it's taught me a ton about you know the experiences that you know people that we work with on a day day in and day out business. So yeah, yeah. And how, and how long has this been up? This has been up about uh, a little over a year. Okay. Um, in fact, we're about to redesign this this front end a little bit, pulling out the video aspects of this and. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a little bit different uh, layout here shortly, but yeah. And the idea here is, um, you know, if we could get, you know, a lot of people, a lot of companies realizing that they could just upload their product portfolio for free, that hopefully it brings them more business. And this becomes a better utility for examples like the one I shared, where if I'm really searching for something that's weird or different or not normal or even normal things that I can find it pretty easily and have it alert me when I when I get the price I want. I love that. I'm 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 signing up tonight. And <laughs> you got have, have you got again have, have you got shoes on here? You got you got the new Nikes on here? You I, should you should see it in there. You know, you're gonna see a um, lot of things from um from a people who are affiliated with Walmart. Um okay. we had things in there from Amazon we have things in there from eBay and and about I don't know ninety or a hundred different vendors um, that are in there right now. Um, okay. And uh, and it total it just based on the relevance algorithms that I run is depends on which one of those vendors is prominent in the results list. So. So is it just pricing? Is it also availability? Because I'm looking for this Nintendo Switch, so my daughter will be a happy. A happy camper this <laughs> next month. <laughs> it'll tell you if it's available once you click into it. Um, Dude, it'll it'll let you know. So <laughs> that that is why we had this conversation before holiday time because uh, that that's gold right there. Okay, I I, I got some plan to do tonight. Uh, and and you and you do this in your in your spare time. Uh, you know, you got to, you got your own half of a soccer team at at, at the house with, with kids and. You know, day job umpiring, boot, bootleg uh, sporting events. Uh, <laughs> that that's why you got the couch in your office, right? Because when right. you because when you get through coding and and designing solutions with uh, with Circle N, you, you just crash on the on the on the, on the closest location. That's right. You got uh, it. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. Let me let me ask. So, personal technology. Again, we're technologists by heart. What from a personal technology perspective is your go-to uh, tool, right? Device, application, software, hardware, whatever the case may be. What What is it that you got to have with you all the time or you use frequently? Uh, well, I think we all are fitting that boat of having an iPhone nearby, right? So definitely that. But, but I think uh, 
you know, between an iPhone and an iPad and the MacBook and all the other crap that we have to deal with, quite mm -hmm. frankly, I got, I'm actually looking for times when I don't have a piece of technology in front of me all the time. I love it. Um, I, I love getting out there and working with my hands and building something. And, um, and so if I can get out and get a, get a box and wrench in my hand, in fact, uh, this year in December, I bought the kids and me, I bought two dirt bikes. Okay. Uh, well, hold on. Time. Don't talk too loud. Do they know about the dirt? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're right there on the other side of the, of the, of the door. Right? They're, they're like, they're like listening. Right? <laughs> you know, what's, what's daddy doing in there? He's supposed to be, you know, watching TV or playing with his, okay. Okay. Right. Dirt bikes right on. Yeah. It's something I wanted to do for a long time. And I'm like, I'm not getting any younger. I might, I got to just do it. So yeah. the timing couldn't have been more perfect because COVID hit everything shut down and the only thing you can do are things by yourself or, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I throw the bikes in the truck and I head down the road to the nearest place where I can go. It's 13 miles away and I tear it up with the kids and we have a blast. So, that's cool, brother. you know, so getting a wrench in my hand, working on those, having, teaching my kid, Hey, this is how it works. This is how you maintain it. That's a lot of fun. So honestly, yeah. that's the kind of technology I, I like to do in my off time. So. I like that. that. That that is actually a a perfect answer because you know we spend so much time anyway in front of all of these screens and and we spend so much time on right because when we're we're doing whatever it is we do on the Monday through Friday basis to be able to focus on what's most important family and quality engagements and interactions with them getting a little dirt underneath your fingernails. That, that's, that's, that's cool, man. That, that's, that's what it's all about. And that's why I, I, um, I respect you so much. And I'm, I'm glad to call you more than just a, a colleague, but I'm, 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 I'm thrilled to call you a friend too, brother. Oh, I appreciate that. So, 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 so look, do what you got to do. Stay safe. Enjoy the holidays. Don't eat too much. Right. Because you know, it, it, it it's, we're, we're, we're getting up there. We're more seasoned now and, and it's harder to work it off. Right. You know, just getting out there on the bike doesn't help with all of that uh, pound cake that you've been eating or the, the pecan or that maybe that's just me. You know, my, my son made some cheesecakes the other day and I've been, uh, I've been dipping in them all, all day and all night. It's, it's been, it's, it's really pathetic to be honest with you how much I'm eating, but. <laughs> well he's up there buddy that chair can only hold so <laughs> i don't well i have i'm looking at a new one to be honest with you just I, I, we won't we won't that's a whole other show we won't talk about that as well mr cone be good to yourself brother i appreciate you again for taking the time uh for coming on to the show and just talking i just really wanted to share with the audience who you are and let folks really hear from someone who was just a a, a great mentality, a great family man, a great leader in the industry as well. I wish you nothing but the best, sir. Be good to yourself. Thank you, Bud. Nice, nice to meet you with you. Take care, James. Later.